Welcome to the Futurist Public Intellectual. I am going to talk about the thorny topic of slavery reparations. It has re-entered the national dialogue because the San Francisco Board of Supervisors has started fielding proposals for slavery reparations. The city is even considering a proposal to give $5 million to each qualified black adult resident. But from what perspective are the reparations being justified? Since slavery was never legal in California and even entered the Union as a free state, why should the municipal government of San Francisco feel responsible for slavery in the first place? Slavery reparations is most commonly discussed through a torts paradigm. Slave owners were tortfeasors who harmed slaves through the institution of slavery, and thus restitution is the appropriate course of action to make the victims whole. Unfortunately, the torts analogy falls apart under closer inspection because both the actual tortfeasors and victims are all dead. If restitution takes the form of money damages, then people who were never slave owners would be paying people who were never slaves. But before going into the logistics of the reparations itself, let's assess the harm element first. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, in 1959, over 50% of Black Americans were in poverty. In 2019, the percentage dropped to a historic low of 18.8%. In 60 years, the economic condition has improved dramatically for Black Americans. To go from a majority of Black Americans being poor to less than 20% of them being poor is tremendous progress. Now, the 2019 poverty rate for white Americans is 7.3%, so the poverty rate is still much higher for Black Americans. However, considering the overwhelming majority of Black Americans are not actually poor anymore, justifying a comprehensive reparations program is significantly harder to do especially since the black poverty rate is only a little higher than the Hispanic poverty rate of 15.7%, what negative effects of slavery are we addressing with reparations exactly? If we want the remaining 8 million black Americans to get out of poverty, particularly in the areas of housing and education, then other policies and programs can be implemented to specifically address those issues. Pro-reparations activists bring up the case of the Civil Liberties Act of 1988, which authorized $20,000 payments to the survivors of the Japanese-American internment camps during World War II. The activists claim that this is precedent for giving out reparations. However, from a torts perspective, this makes far more sense than slavery reparations. The U.S. government was the direct tortfeasor of the involuntary interments, and the recipients of the $20,000 payments were the direct victims. Slavery, on the other hand, 
was perpetrated by individual slave owners, not the U.S. government. Sure, the government facilitated the smooth operation of the institution until the Civil War, but the exploitative parties were the slave owners. Since the actual parties to the tort are unavailable, slavery reparations in the form of cash is more analogous to lottery winnings than it is with money damages for an accident, making it very arbitrary. Since cash reparations would have to be taxpayer money, it would have to be taken from the pockets of descendants of white Europeans who immigrated to the U.S. after the Civil War, like the Irish and Italians, and the descendants of non-white immigrants, like the Chinese and Mexicans. None of these parties are culpable for the actions of slave owners, making the source of the cash reparations arbitrary too. If we want to help the 8 million black Americans in poverty, then reparations shouldn't take the form of cash. Housing and education can be addressed by offering zero-interest mortgage loans and free college or trade school tuition. Such programs would help poor black Americans achieve greater income and home ownership themselves. Instead of looking at the problem through a torts paradigm, we are simply helping our fellow Americans better themselves. That is forward-looking instead of trying to atone for the sins of one's ancestors. Thank you for listening to The Futurist Public Intellectual.